Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Modesto. I'm Reed. And I'm Annie. And the girls are back two weeks in a row. Hello. How are we feeling? Amazing. I'm feeling good. Well, that was a long pause, bitches. Well, it's for you. (laughs) Three people is hard. Like, I was doing this Patreon. By the way, new Patreon episode live as of yesterday. Uh, covering all things All Stars 8. Me and Maddie did that one. And Maddie actually made a comment at the end. She's like, it's easier with two people because with three, I never know when to talk. And it's like that Zoom effect where you ask us how we're doing and everyone pauses for the exact same amount of time waiting on someone else to talk. And then everyone decides to talk at the same time. Like, have you guys noticed that with Zoom and with other like remote meetings? Especially you Zoom with Modesto, yeah. yeah. Modesto you guys just did it again. People. You both like pause and then you both talk at the same time. Well, I was what I was going to say is I don't. Is. <laughs> we don't do a lot of in our business. We don't do a lot of Zoom meetings. Like that's not our. That's not our thing. Like we well, use Teams, work, but it's like a convo. It's more of like chatting. Yeah, yeah, well, typing. Where I work, I'm one of the only remote people on my team, and it's really frustrating sometimes because. I think when you're in a room with people, it's easier to tell that someone's about to say something and like you like let them say something. Well, yeah, it's like social cues. Yeah. But then on like webcam, like I will try to chime in and I just get steamrolled by my coworkers. Like there are so many times in meetings where I just stop talking because I don't feel like I can get a word in because people in the room are just like riffing off each other. And I think that's like a huge issue with like this new era of like rem- of well, you can work. just you can just add us read like if you want to talk about us talk about it um <laughs> maybe you should just stop being so lazy and actually go to the office <laughs> yeah i should drive from chicago to des moines iowa and get in the office absolutely i think that that's the problem you would <laughs> yeah if, <I> really <laughs> if you, you care maybe if you had a business if you had a career you would yeah you would do if, it. If, yeah if you had a business that you cared about but you don't um, and also so, so will... weird that you're on like zoom all the time because you're the least interesting to look at <laughs> <laughs> if you guys didn't get the kardashian uh, references they were just one two three and that is why we are pop culture maven is there we a have cart is there a new, a new kardashian season on hulu i don't watch <laughs> yes bitch it's like 10 episodes in <laughs> okay you need to do a patreon mo <laughs> we already have it scheduled me and maddie haven't you seen the clips all going all over where kim's like she still my wedding singer was Andrea Bocelli. <laughs> my wedding was in Italy, I all but I stowed her fucking Dolce Vita lifestyle. Okay. No one's trying to like rock <laughs> out. Oh yeah, that was my favorite part at the end. Was uh okay. <laughs> I yeah. So Patreon, we're coming in hot. We got four fresh episodes out for you. Um, it's about selling Sunset. Uh, Salt Real Housewives of Salt Lake City rewatch with Mo's ex Mormon boyfriend. It's about Below Deck Sailing Yacht featuring Annie and Maddie, and then this newest one. It's about RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Eight featuring me and Maddie. Uh, we have more coming, so please hit subscribe. We appreciate you supporting the show. And at the end of this episode, Mo and I are going to give you guys a little teaser, a little uh, sound bite, uh, a little homage, if you will, from. <laughs> some of our some of that content so stay tuned for that guys we also have a really jam-packed week with three housewives episodes so let's get right into the real housewives of new york city
is the bag I need to take. Wait, what no. This one? You can't have Alexander Wang on your back and Balenciaga on your bag. Seriously? No. Is it like too much? It's too much. a fashion victim? Okay. Don't Alliance call me a fashion victim. One label's fine. We're, like, you don't need to have, like, it's too much. Jessel works in the fashion industry. Like, what are you doing? Guys, no Bryn. No Bryn this week. I know it you're was, it, was, uh, it was a bummer. Loser episode. B- loser. Okay, I want to bring up something at the top of the recap because I found it really interesting and I sent it to both. Um, I sent it to the Jamal group chat with Tareen and to Maddie and them. And it was a girl on TikTok. I'm so sorry that I can't remember her name because I hate when people do that. But she was saying that a lot of this stuff, a lot of the fight seems super petty. And like, let's take, for example, all of them being really passive aggressive to Aaron and her household. Like, is this stemming from the Lizzie drama where we didn't see about almost four weeks of filming? So with the Lizzie drama, did people take sides and they can't talk about that? So now they're in turn fighting about cheese or fighting about Aaron's hospitality issues because they all have a bone to pick with Aaron because maybe Aaron picked Lizzie in the whole drama because of the whole, like, their backgrounds. Like, Aaron is... Yeah, and Aaron is Israeli, so maybe there was drama there. And in the first episode, if you guys remember, Aaron and Bryn got into that fight at Jenna's, and Aaron said, you picked a side that I wasn't on. And that's the only time they ever like said that. So I feel like there is residual drama that the girls can't talk about because Lizzie has left filming. And that is why these fights seem petty and maybe out of nowhere, and why these girls are like, why are they coming at Aaron so hard, or why are they not picking sides, or why are they kind of being passive-aggressive to even Jenna? Did Anna and Jaren, or Aaron, Jaren, that's their couple name, uh, pick Lizzie's side? Um, That is a a good point, a good take. I, I honestly, uh, without knowing any of that, just really kind of assumed that Aaron was just getting this because she was hosting uh the ladies and they just are like really high maintenance kind of demanding house guests like i just didn't think anything of it you know that makes total sense though i think that you're onto something mo and i wanted to actually say i'm a little you know last week we talked about how annie and i disagree with the ideology behind this reboot i also kind of disagree with how they've gone about the whole lizzie thing um I love on Housewives when you have a housewife in the taglines and then she leaves halfway through the season over some drama and they cut her out. Like, that's fun. Like, when uh, Catherine Edwards on Beverly Hills, she didn't start appearing in their, like, cast lineup photo until episode 10 or 11 when she came into the season. Like, I think it's cool when someone comes in or out. In the season Do you remember show. this um, when Aviva didn't go to Montana on Roni and they cut her out of the taglines and the intro just for those three episodes? Just and for those then three she... episodes. That was so petty. Let's yeah. do more of that. So, I, I wish and I know that they weren't going to get Lizzie to film a tagline and be because she quit. But it really pisses me off that we don't see any footage featuring Lizzie and they don't they're not even breaking the fourth wall to talk about it. And it just feels like we're missing something like they should just acknowledge, hey, we were hanging out with this girl named Lizzie and she decided to step away after four weeks. Like, why don't they just go there? I think I that think- that would have been really interesting, but it also would have been maybe not the best way to introduce the girls and, re- you know, all that stuff. Yeah, I, the way they did it the first episode, I thought was like we talked about this last time. I thought it was actually like very seamless and I really liked the way that we 
didn't have to mention her, but we just kind of learned that these ladies were already hanging out. Um, but I also thought that I heard that like her, her husband was uh, racist. So I just don't think they really want to associate this show with her at all. Yeah, he and said um, that he's a Zionist, apparently he right? said a racial slur. No, he said a racial slur um, when I guess uh, allegedly, 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 Wendy Williams. I think Bryn said something about Judaism and he said, well, that's like me saying. And then he said a racial slur oh, was the T. Um, who was the, and it was, was it Bryn that asked to be set up with someone? And then Lizzie said, well, we only set up with you. Is that what happened? We only set up with like pure blood or something. This is and all speculated from page six. Yeah. And it was Bryn. And I mean, from Bryn's like flirty nature, it seems like that she's the one that's, you know, obviously looking for that, yeah. a partner. So, yeah. Okay. No, that's that makes what sense. I don't like. I mean, about. I think starting it with that after the previous history of Roni and yeah. why they restarted Roni would right. be, it would, would it make it'd be hypocritical. Yeah, it yeah would. I guess that makes sense. But I also feel like we're looking for like, let's get rid drama. of these racists to add more racists. But we didn't add, but they didn't technically add like she left. So I, I don't know. I just see I still see a, a, a version of reality where we would have maybe eaten it up more. If I think in a world, if this was season lost two a girl Roni? within the first four weeks that like and we would have seen that play out on camera. That would have been like kind of fun. Oh, I would have loved it. I think it would have been the best and it would have started all of the drama on the news. But I think starting this at a slow pace where shit is petty makes more sense let's get into the episode so we have the girls arriving to Bryn's Sag Harbor house which uh, is it off the highway is it not off the highway is it off Montauk highway is it on the side of the highway would Ramona approve of the real estate listing that this house was on I don't know would she uh yeah she would if she has any taste which she doesn't so she probably wouldn't <laughs> it's a gorgeous it's a gorgeous house it's gorgeous. so it's so stunning um Sai was cracking me up this whole episode and i can see how people are like annoyed with her but it was funny she was just mm-hmm. you know i loved it you know going into this i wasn't that thrilled about Sai. i know modesto was over here like freaking out you know puerto rican queen i didn't think that she was okay that- lizzie calm down i didn't think she was gonna i didn't <laughs> You're not even letting me finish. I, I didn't think she was going to be interesting. And then after the first episode, she was one of my favorites, just like Uba. And what I loved about this second episode, even though it was kind of a filler episode and we had no brand, so we had no main character. Um, I really liked how this, it, they're, they're once again channeling original Roni, the absurdity of overpacking like that for a three day trip. The way that the driver was kind of looking at them. Just kind of like, what is going on? Um, it reminded me of like Sonia or, or uh, Luann. Like they would overpack like that for a short trip and, and cause the driver so much stress. And then when the SCD was pulling up to Aaron's house, it was like the old school Roni music. Like it yeah. honestly just, it was bringing back like nostalgia. And I was like, these ladies are kind like, they're not, bo- they're not just models that are boring. They are kind of ridiculous women. Like, they don't eat cheese they don't eat caviar they don't they want to stay in a hotel they don't want to do this they don't want to do that it was kind of funny to me i think because at the end of the day we are annie and i can attest to this like the fact that we're there are people who are pretty in new york but at the end of the day people in new york are crazy we choose to live in this chaotic city that smells like piss and shit all the time and we choose to dress fresh off the runway to go to the fucking bodega every second because that's what this the energy this city brings and people who choose to live here are kooky and crazy annie go ahead I just want to refer to something offensive that Reed said, (laughs) which is that models are boring. Um, Excuse me. No, we're not. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> not me. And Annie. Okay, Annie, I do not need us to become enemies on this podcast, especially <laughs> if you're going to start getting on the mic more. I already listen. I have a sibling esque back and forth with Maddie. The way that you and Mo have a sib. I don't know if you guys noticed this, by the way, but last episode I was listening and I texted Mo and I'm like, you and Annie kind of like, I don't think you guys even realize how much you bicker with each other, like subconsciously. It's like siblings. <laughs> like when Mo- last week, Mo was like, I went to a private school. Actually, no, I did. And then you were like, yeah, me too. And then you- he was like, actually, no, it wasn't private. It was just Catholic, which is worse. And then you like chime in. You're like, well, mine was private and Catholic. So, and I was just <laughs> cat- cracking up because like, that is the kind of like bickering that Maddie and I do. So it's just, you guys are sort of like our New York, like parallel, <laughs> but Annie, I like, you know, call me out, drive me for filth. But like, I, I mean, need a, the I need iconic an ally from last episode. How many episodes have you been in Reed? <laughs> I need an ally. I don't need Annie dragging me all the time. So anyway, Annie, he I'm needs sorry, you as Nini Leak said to support me, bitch. Reed, yeah, it's the biggest you know, compliment. It's the biggest compliment if I drag you. You should okay, be good. lucky. <laughs> so I'm sorry for calling models boring, but I guess what I meant is back to my whole, I don't want this to be like a Dubai where they're all just really pretty and rich and like not giving a substance. That's what I was worried this Roni reboot would be. And so far, they are showing me that they are quirky. They are um, delusional. They are a lot of things that like I want in my Roni women. So um I really enjoyed the episode, albeit a little bit fillery. Poor Aaron can't win, though, right? Like, they don't want to go to catch. Then they don't like cheese. Now they don't and like caviar. I will say, this bitch just feeding them, like, caviar and chips and being like, well, you should be full off of that. And they're like, no, we just drove, like, three hours to get here. Like, we're hungry. No. Um, I was crying when Sai was like, you went to the bodega and got fucking Pringles with caviar. Like, I'm I'm actually hungry. Like, I need food. No. And, um... No. What did she say? She was like, I'm not going to feed you dinner or at four. They were going to dinner. At four and we have dinner at it seven. Was, it was a little drink like appetizer moment. They were going to dinner soon. And did you see those people? They That's were like three hours. Uh, they were caviar specialists. Yeah, but at least to have, I don't know, like a cheese plate, even though they it would be had to a really veggie platter. Pay attention. I will say this. Um, Colson, my boyfriend, gave he quoted Roni this week and I about wet my pants. We were, I was hungry and I was like, are we going to eat? Or are you just going to like make fucking, we've got these little falafel bites from Trader Joe's. And he was like, I'm going to put those in the oven. And I was like, well, is that dinner? And he's like, I'm not going to feed you dinner at four 30 or lunch at four 30 when we have dinner at seven 30 and just stared at me. And I said, did you just quote Roni? And he said, yes. And I said, I've never been more in love with you in my life. No, the gag is, is that he just talks like that. And he didn't even know that he was quoting Roni. <laughs> Yeah, Colston is giving like Roni energy anyway. So, um, yes. he thinks that he's like in his mind, he truly is a Bethany because he is like so, like in his mind, he's Bethany, but like in reality, he's like actually Sonia. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> Sonia. I identify the way that as he Sonya. walks into work every day. I think he thinks there's a camera following him. Well, he walks in about 45 minutes late every day in a full-blown look, a coffee in hand. And as soon as he's in 45 minutes late, goes right downstairs and picks up his food and drink order. And it's like, sir, you're very late. (laughs) He's like, I don't know why everyone's so mad that I'm late. (laughs) Something about Erin I know y'all are going to disagree with because y'all fucking love her. And I love her too. But I think that, like, to my point earlier about how she can't catch a break with these ladies, I feel like she tries too hard. So, like... She made a reservation at Catch thinking that was cool. And they were like, what the fuck? No, we're not going there. 
And now she's like, okay, I'll do caviar then. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, can you not just have like regular food? Like, well, I feel like I'll she do just... caviar and Doritos because I'm like I... TikTok cool. I you think know, Ramona like... is so upset being like, I would have eaten all that caviar. Oh, she would have eaten all that caviar. Bitches. I just think Aaron seems to me, it seems to me like Aaron likes to make deci- universal, unilateral decisions for these girls, thinking wow, that smart. like, I've got it. Like, I know what these girls want. And every time they're like, no, that's not what we want. It's like, maybe ask next time, like, hey, what do you want to snack on when you get here? Ramona would have been like, I just wonder where the caviar came from and why you got Doritos because Doritos really doesn't go with caviar. I'm just wondering, where was that from? It's very odd to me that Aaron. (laughs) The audacity. The audacity of Aaron to feed us Doritos and caviar in the Hamptons. Well, I think, um, that, um, you know, I think maybe they're just mad because we all know that if someone has you over to their Hamptons house, like in the cold weather, why? It's just to show off their house, period. I like when old Roni went to the Hamptons in the fall. I mean, it gave, because Roni always filmed in the fall, so it always felt like they, at least episode two or three, they went to the Hamptons. I'm rewatching no. episode 10 no. right now. Wrong. And they went, Wrong. they went in the cold in season 10. They went like, um, it was where Dorinda had the famous like, don't you dare that I buried my husband and yours left you to Sonia. That was like episode two. And it was like, they were wearing sweaters. It was like full blown almost winter because Christmas was coming soon. I no, like that they're they keeping up the, old. They go to the Berkshires in the winter. This was the winter. They, go- they went to the Hamptons. Don't take me to the Hamptons if there's no pool. I'm not going. Yeah. It's out of the city. And also, I love how when they were talking about Aaron's like, well, I'm going to wear jeans. And they're like, are you going to wear a dress? Like, I'm, And then they like cut to the dinner scene and she's in like full blown python skin blazer jean. It's like, bitch, you're not wearing jeans. Like you're wearing a full look. Jeans were just included into the full look. Um, topping Rose. So we get that scene with Uba going into the uh, kitchen and stealing the coconut i was like okay that's kind of funny in like camp but like the way that aaron reacted is so like i hate that type of girl like put it back you have to put it back like that's not you have to put it back and it's like girl come we're on a tv show come the fuck down like they're really we're shooting in their restaurant like why do you hate why do you hate me so much (laughs) (laughs) annie is that type of girl annie like hates getting in trouble like she is like i don't want to get in trouble like what are we doing i do not want to get in trouble like i can't we can't get in trouble i'm like annie live a little I know. I'm like the opposite. I'm like, I almost like want to get in trouble. I feel like. No, I like to do like <laughs> fucked up shit for sure. But it's like when we, we go- should send our therapist this clip here, like all of our individual therapists. I know we all go to therapy and <laughs> well, be like, I just like, you if, you tell me, if you tell me not to do something that just makes me want to do it, like, I don't like being told what to do. Well, oh, she's, okay. she's a bad I get girl. upset. I get upset. I'm like a bad girl too, but I get upset. <laughs> <laughs> that it doesn't that's sound like that, that Tony. Totally <laughs> that sounds exactly like someone who's not a bad girl would say. I'm, I'm so bad. bad. I just like pull my tits out everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I mean when we go places and the bouncer was being really nice to us and let us sit down without ordering any drinks, and then Mo continued to vape inside, and I was like, don't. He's being really nice to us and being very patient and kind. It was during gay pride like people were doing fucking coke in the bathroom vaping inside is and not, i'm like just hitting a vape i'm like i'm girl. so sick of this like vape doesn't do anything like let people vape inside who gives let, a fuck 
that know, like 2024 we, we whoever runs for president let people vape inside i know but let we didn't purchase inside. a beverage and he was letting us sit there because someone was sick and he didn't like he could have told us <laughs> to leave right away and seemed really nice sick. and he was even really nice when he asked you not to he was like i'm so sorry but could you please not it was a moment where i was like don't do it <laughs> I, okay let's get into i thought that this episode at least gave us more insight into jenna and she talked about like um the genetic disorder that she has and she talked about her mom and the asperger's that she has and that she found out like later in life and that's why she doesn't have a connection with her mom who is sick or has pa- is sick right her mom was really sick um oh she died oh she, died. Oh, she passed away um oh. i thought that Oh, she passed away. I thought that Aaron oh. was going to say it makes total sense that and then she paused. I thought she was going to say it makes total sense that Jenna's mom has Asperger's. And I was like, she is not about to say that. But she said it makes total sense that like Jenna's like emotionally closed off because of where yeah. she yeah, comes from. People on the spectrum sometimes don't always feel emotion the way others do or they might be really blunt and harsh. So I can totally see growing up with a mother that might be like kind of emotionally closed off to you and say really blunt, harsh things. And you don't know, you don't have any context to to like put that in. So you just feel like it's almost like you feel a little bit abused. Yeah. I think that's what she was like hinting at and when she was saying, and I felt like this episode gave us really good insight into her. I really think that she's like this enigma, like wrapped in a riddle in J crew. It's really, I don't know. I'm really fascinated by her, like her house, the car, all of it. I'm like, her fear of like staying the night and saying something weird. And even like, I think being and, that, and now too. that comes from the mom. It's it feels like it all stems from that. Well, it almost feels like you know, like I know when I came out in college and I had all straight friends, and I was Wait, you're, you're gay. gay. You're yeah, gay. you're gay. Yeah, I, I know it's really hard to tell. Um, oh, wow. I feel like uh, I was and worried about the same joke at the same time. Reed, go ahead. I feel like I was worried about um, making my like straight friends like feel like uncomfortable or feel like I was hitting on them. Like, even if they like walked around the room shirtless, I almost felt like I had to avert my eyes just so that they wouldn't think I was like checking them out, even though I didn't view any of them in a sexual light. Like they were like my brothers at that point. Mm -hmm. But I, I watched this episode and I felt that way about Jenna, like everyone else put on lingerie, but she didn't. And she didn't when Aaron was walking on her hands and making her hold her like a wheelbarrow, like the wheelbarrow walk. And Aaron's tits were hanging out. I noticed that Jenna wasn't looking down. She was looking off to the side. And you could tell how uncomfortable she was. I think she was afraid of looking at Aaron's tits. Also, she came out Ah. as someone who came out like a later in life lesbian. It makes sense that she's like uncomfortable. (laughs) And like the way that she the way that she talked about her coming out and how it was done by the New York Post, which is so fucked up and how she was three weeks into not even dating a woman, but like being interested in a woman for the first time in her life after being married and having a child and all these things. And her marriage was still not over. It was like in the process of being over and her immediately just being like, yeah, I confirmed the New York Post, which is fucking wild. Like old school New York. It's crazy to think of old Roni where they called page six and called the post and all these things. But Jenna was like real sociolite, like mm-hmm. Roni type shit. That was like, like that was her life was that. And even like I was watching back um, a TikTok of like her at Solange Knowles' wedding and her at the fucking Met Gala throughout the years. I'm like, she's really New York royalty. And her being mm-hmm. like 
that I had to come out publicly through the New York Post and it was not my decision. I didn't tell my mom. My mom wasn't happy with it. Like I didn't tell my family. Like there's so much wrapped into there and it makes sense to what you were saying, Reed. Like being uncomfortable because she is on TV. So she was made to come out on in the press and now she's made to explore her sexuality where she's a closed off person on TV and her not bringing up her girlfriend and all that stuff makes sense as well. Look over at Miami where you have Julia. Julia is in a mostly happy, healthy relationship with a woman. And Adriana is very flirty with Julia. And Julia is very flirty back. I mean, we've even seen them kiss. And it's like Julia is not over there in Miami concerned about anyone saying, oh, you're hitting on your castmates. Because I think there's like a comfort that Julia has that Jenna doesn't have with the Roni cast, at least yet. And she's just not being as free as like you might see Julia be over on Real Housewives of Miami. But I wanted to say one last thing about this episode because Jessel is really pissing me off. I completely agree that that dress looked horrid. I completely agree. It looked terrible. Also, it's very jarring for someone who just had a child to try something on and be the only person given a size large that doesn't fit her. It was was ill-fitting. It wasn't the... It was it was ugly. No, you missed it. it. Ugly, that sorry. wasn't that wasn't the issue. She had, she was, gave birth a year ago, and she was like, "I wanted it to be sexier." She like she like referenced like her bikini photos. She wanted it to be sexier. But Reed, go back to what you were saying because I think I probably agree. Well, I just feel like you know we all dragged her premiere outfit through for filth. It looked awful. Like that that piece that had all the like gaps in between it. It's like so you have no problem wearing that awful piece of shit to your premiere party. But when was it? Did Jenna pick these out or did Jenna have a friend that picked these out? I missed that. I think it was a gift from Jenna to the ladies, right? It was a, yeah, it was a gift from Jenna to the ladies. So who knows if she picked them out or not, but it was also expensive. It was $500 lingerie. Someone posted how much each item was. And like, I get that it wasn't flattering, but she was pissing me off with how just she could have been like ungrateful. She could have like poked her head down the stairs and said, Hey guys. Really not liking myself in this. I'm gonna put different PJs on. I'll be right there. Or and you I know what? Jenna she's someone who okay works. She's someone who works in fashion. She could have made that so chic by adding a little white T-shirt over it and just wearing the skirt part and been like, I don't like the top, but I'm gonna, you know, show off the skirt. And it's like you're ungrateful, and you also don't know how to fucking dress because that scene where she had Alexander Wang on her fucking pants on the back of her jacket and then wanted to carry the Balenciaga bag, and Jenna was like, What are you? You look ridiculous. What are you doing? Like logomania here is over. Well, now we're getting into the real reason, okay? She was getting back at Jenna because Jenna questioned her fashion sense. So she was like, oh, you think that I don't have fashion sense? How dare you pick out this ugly lingerie? Ah, that's what I think that it was. That, that's a good That's, that's good insight, Amy. Right I didn't there. think about that. But that is, she did drag her a bit. She she kind of gagged her a bit with that scene with uh, Alexander Wang and the Balenciaga. And they both work in fashion. So there's probably mm-hmm. a little bit of like, I mean, you guys work in fashion. I feel like if one of you critiqued the other... Don't you think you'd be a little defensive? Because you'd be like, how dare yeah, you critique a little, my yeah. taste? You know, yeah, it, was a, it was a fashion off. It was a fashion off for sure. Like, well, what me and Annie do is we compliment each other the second we see each other. We're like, I'm like, oh my God, I love your blazer. Oh my God, I love this. And Annie's like, I love your pants. I love this. You look good today. You look so hot. And then we just go on our merry ways at work and we see each other again. <laughs> that's our that's our daily pepping each other up. I will say that Jessel has a problem dressing for her body type. 
I think that she also doesn't pair things correctly. It often feels like the garments are wearing her. Like even on Watch What Happens Live, she had on this fabulous LaPointe set that we have in our store and she paired it with like a high-waisted brief panty and it just, it didn't hug her body in the way that it should with that set. And it's just like, I think people think because they buy nice things and work in fashion, there's a place, there's a way to wear it that's going to flatter every body type. And not every body type is the same. And different body types can wear the same outfit, but it needs to be paired differently. Yeah. Well, she also has mad body dysmorphia, but we can't get into all of that right now. So let's, I guess we can move on. <laughs> I, I think that I'm excited for Brynn to, I know, I know I'm excited for Brynn to come back because it just felt like the mess was missing. The person who's quick witted and fast mm-hmm. and able to like move it along a little bit where she almost does have that chaotic energy, but almost does still have that Bethany where she can be fast and quick and like move it. I also am a little concerned that we're being hit with a filler episode on the second episode. I feel like we need a little bit more bring in the heat for the first few episodes to really sell this new reboot. And for that to be kind of a slow episode just kind of made me a little nervous. Okay. Maybe could have cut some of that and then had the Jessel lingerie thing in the middle of the episode, had Bryn come back at the end of the episode and then left it with like a to be continued mm-hmm. into the next. But he's no. like not agreeing. No, I'm waving my Slytherin pen at you. Um, Listen, uh, you would be a Slytherin. I know I am. I could see you being Ravenclaw too, though. Okay, go ahead. Um, No, I'm a dumb bitch. Um, Okay, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, no, I actually, you know what, you guys, I've, I've, I have dragged this show to hell and back, you know, I'm the the worst critic of it, but I actually disagree with you guys. I did not feel that it was too much of a filler episode. I was enjoying uh, the dynamics, especially because I think it's, it's, it's episode two. They have to set up these dynamics going forward. It's necessary. We need to see how they're reacting. Like, like just kind of examining like these little teeny interactions is like, I think very important from a storytelling aspect. So if it was just fighting episode two again, we'd be like, what are they fighting over? We don't even know them. I I don't think it was filler. I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was great. I just miss Bryn. Yeah. That's all I got to say. We miss Bryn. Let's get into the Real Housewives of Orange County. Are we praying? Well, let's do that too. Lord, thank you for bringing us together again. I've missed my friends and let's learn how to whoop it up again. Yes, I love that you're telling Jesus that we need to whoop it up. That yeah. is amazing. He understands who yes. I am. Yes, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm not going to lie. I don't take that many shots, except when I'm around these two girls. It's wrong. They're coming. Trace Amigas. I have really good shots. Do not pull me Tamara fucking judge the messiest bitch we needed her back so fucking bad i wrote early in my notes get heather amin to film and then within 20 minutes heather amin was on my screen and i said this bitch knows how to make a show i mean she's messy boots the way that she brought her on made up with jen you know and she's just gonna fucking stab her in the back again in no time i 
Much like Taylor Armstrong said, though, did you guys catch when she was like, I don't even fucking know Ryan and I'm over him. I hate this guy. Like, I don't want to talk about their relationship. I feel like I'm in the relationship. We need to move the storyline along, which it feels like we're doing with the Shannon and John stuff. Um, I mean, I thought this episode of OC was great. It was fucking hilarious. The end was wild. I thought like... Once we got to um, the pool party and then we got to the Gina scene, I was like, oh, it's going to be filler from the next on. And then the theme music restarted and Victoria Gumpelson came onto our screens. Uh, Victoria Gump. <laughs> yeah, but it really was mostly filler up until that point. I mean, there was a lot of kid scenes, spouse scenes. I mean, I took a nap, honestly. But the one-on-one scenes, like the Emily and Tamara scene, were setting the plot for the shannon and her relationship stuff and further throwing heather down the bus like or under the bus not down the bus um every filler scene was setting up more of a scene if that makes sense like gina and her kids and kelly dodd who's her you know husband ex-husband's girlfriend oh yes (laughs) i did i did think it was kelly dodd for a second absolutely i was like whoa kelly dodd got a good ass facelift bitch yeah and then they showed Kelly Dodd in a reunion um, flashback scene. And I was like, jump scare. It's the same person. It's the same person. Same person, different I, font. I was. I thought we were going to get a lot more Vicky. So I was a little bummed about that. I'm guessing. Is that gonna, do you think that'll carry over into the next episode? Will we get to see more Yeah, it was her? to be continued. I thought that that last scene was fascinating when yes. it was Tamara being messy, sitting down. And they know, the three of them, Shannon, Vicky, and Tamara, know the game so well that Shannon immediately knew what it was going to be about. And she got up and went to production because she knows that her relationship is hanging on by a thread. And she's like, we can't do this. Like, I'm not doing this. Tamara said about my relationship. And Tamara's like, it is. Tamara had the look of pure glee on her face. The way that she went from ruining one relationship to the next. I know people fucking hate her, but like, she's a villain and I love her. No, look, I love her. And I, yeah. And she's doing great work. She's good at what she does. Um, I'm glad to have her back. But that, that look on her face did make me want to punch her in the face. It was just so smug and annoying. And it's like, just spit it out, bitch. I think Jen is here to stay at least for another season. Like she's, uh, she's like giving, like they're all obsessed with her and her relationship. They can't keep her out of their mouths. That Heather person, was it, was that her name? Heather Amin. That was at the uh, event. Like I was, that was one of my highlights was like, oh, we're actually seeing the girl who like started the rumor. Yeah. Tamara brought her to the party knowing that it was going to be mess. And then when they were sitting down and Heather Dubrow was like, oh, there's there's drama over there. Tamara skyrocketed up and said, I'm going to go right over and said, hey, girls, and sat her ass down. And then I howled when the rest of the cast and their random plus ones joined the circle of Heather Amin, uh, Jennifer and Tamara talking. I was like, this is just pure mess. And I live. That was hilarious. They learned really they like figured out really quickly. They're like, you know what? This is too many people over here. We immediately regret this decision. It's it's because everybody, all those plus ones were trying to get a spot onto next season as a friend or full time. So they were like, let's tail along with all of them. And, you know, Taylor's trying to get that full time spot. So she just scurried right on over to where also I'm not we're not getting as much Taylor as I'd like. Uh, We're not. We're We're not. We're getting just enough. Oh, just enough for you. Yes. Just enough for me. Like I said a few weeks ago, I want the you little fucking bitch. (laughs) <laughs> I want her. I want her. And I want her and Vicky together. Yes, I want that. But like they're like it's like they're giving us one or the other. Why can't we have everyone together? I know. Oh, when I, I that they spent all of girls trip together. Yes, I 
Oh, ding, ding. It just dawned to me. Don, don, don. Let's get them back. Well, Vicky's like one of those like whack-a-mole. She's going to keep on popping up and people are going <laughs> to keep on trying to put her down, but she's going to keep on popping her head up. <laughs> I know she I is. love that we got a confessional the second that she came on the screen. I hate it. I was like, oh, oh the wow. little burp. Okay. This little burp. Like, or what is it? Like, what do we think that sound is? What? The clip of Vicky that's gone viral all over the internet since last week's teaser. What do you mean? What? <laughs> um, we, we were just talking about people not on Twitter. Annie is not on Twitter. But it's like, ev- it's everywhere. Like, Mo, you know what I'm talking about, right? Her little... Uh. Yeah, it's like when... She, mm-hmm. What was that? I don't it's know. It's called I a hiccup. It was, it was her taking the shot. It was after she took the shot. Okay. I don't, I, have, to like, the I don't have to see the clip to know that that's a hiccup, Reed. No, but, it, <laughs> no, but Annie... You clearly missed something because you would know this. It it didn't sound like a burp or a hiccup. It sounded like, like a, a hybrid. Frog. It was a hybrid. Like a hybrid. Yeah. yeah. I do love how Vicky, though, the second that they like were talking, she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Heather. Ooh, Heather has something. Sam, she knows something. Dammer knows something. She, ooh, it's messy. She, they're talking. They're in that pot. She came she with a ladle. She was immediately like, how do I get another camera in my face? And how do I sit down with the light on me and address again? Because she wants happen? to be back on, right? Like, she was a little bit butthurt that Tamara got a asked back. Little, a little. A little. Yeah, she, she wants to be back breakdown. on. had a mental breakdown. Yeah, she was she was very much if I die today, let them know I died. I died sad. sad. I was just was gonna about, say that. 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 <laughs> right, and then Phaedra being like, No. <laughs> <laughs> but why uh, don't they ask her back? Does she just not have enough going on personally? I think it was between one or the other and they made the right choice with Tamara. Yeah. Having <laughs> both of them back would have felt like they were too much of a join thing and Tamara needed to come back and mend her own fences. And then we can get Vicky Next here and there. Then we could get Vicky, right? Like I, I think I want, friend of. I, yeah. Really? I want. Yeah, I no, I don't need full time. No, she needs to be I taken want. down a peg. She needed to be taken down a peg. I think she was getting a little bit too big for her britches. Here's what I want. I need <laughs> Shannon, Tamra, Heather, and Vicky all full time next season. I think we can get rid of Gina or Dima, her to friend of, and upgrade Taylor to full time. Let's get some Taylor scenes in there. And everyone else can stay where they're at. I think that we can have Vicky, Taylor, and Gina as friend doves. Because why not have three friend doves? Atlanta does it all the time. Jersey did it this year. And then we can bring in another new housewife. Give Heather Mean an apple. Give um, Miss Lauren, the one that was, you know, let's add a person of color there. Let's let's keep shaking the table. I think OC has really good foundation for the next few seasons to come. Also, we could even bring back an old housewife like... Uh, Megan Kiyunman's looked amazing on Watch What Happens Live. Let's bring back be Gretchen. Fun. Let's see how Gretchen performs on Girls Trip Season 4. Like, there's so many possibilities here with this because everybody is connected. And Vicky reading the girls for filth being like, uh, Gina and Emily just aren't in my, they're not, <laughs> they're not in my peripheral view. Don't fuck with them. But like, Heather was shady to me. And we're just like furthering the groundwork of the Heather Dubro takedown. And Heather just bought that $18 million home in, Beverly Hills and they she did an interview after buying the home and she said I'm going to be on housewives for as long as they have me and the house is a three-year renovation project so I think she bought it as a storyline for next season yeah. to be like this is my three-year project and in three years take me on over put me on in coach to the other city because that's where I'd like to go mm-hmm. okay so I have a hot take if you guys want to go on a little journey with me um 
I might bring this up. And at first you might say like, oh, duh, but like, I want to dive into it a little bit. Okay. I have a theory that like, you know, Tamara recommended Jen for this show. Right. And I feel like in 14, what she recommended Jen in season 14, but they went with Bronwyn or season four. Yeah. And they went with Bronwyn instead. And Jen got on behind her back this season, which is where all this mess is coming from. Right. That's all cool. I feel like the pitch sounded a little bit like this. I have this like quote friend. She's, she's just okay. Her personality is like, whatever. She's not that explosive, but you know, um, her relationship is like a ticking time bomb. And I feel like that's the reason, like purely that's it. Like, I don't think it's her personality. I don't think it's her charisma so much. Like you guys are saying that you're like liking what she's giving, but like, think about it for one second. We have not had one conversation with her that has not been about her relationship. So I am yet to see her like stirring it up, vibing with these ladies at all, even like on a friendship level when it doesn't like revolve around her relationship. I feel like that was the pitch. That is why they finally had her on this season because of her relationship and them wanting to watch it fall apart on screen. I'm saying when I say they, I mean Tamara and the casting directors and the producers. I think this was like a whole thing. It's like, it's fully not cast for like regular reasons, but just because of that messy relationship. And I don't know that we're going to like enjoy, you know, her as much after the relationship does fall apart. I feel like that's 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 what she was brought on the show to do is to have her relationship blow up on screen. And then after that, I think we're going to be done with her. Well, I, do, I definitely... Uh, that was a journey that I can get behind. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do think that like Tamara coming back, I think, A, I think Tamara knows that she can shake the table with or without other people present. But I also feel like Tamara knows that her return needs to be iconic and maybe the producers knew that too. And so to your point, Annie, maybe they were like, we need somebody that really like that Tamara can just pour gasoline all over that fire. And that would be Jennifer Pedranti. Right. And like, this is going to have to get a backbone sooner or later though. But this is what I, but I think she's been good at standing up for herself about her relationship because I think she just but not like, in front has, of Tamara is the problem. She does I, it to everyone else. She could have thrown that napkin right back in her face. I think she's had a lot of practice defending her relationship. So I think she's good at that. That's what I'm saying. I think that may be like her only trick. And the other thing that I was going to say, and this is why I'm saying, I know it sounds surprising, but let's just like dive into this is like to think about, we know like all these people are shitty people, especially Tamara. Like we get that. Like she's a great housewife, whatever. But like, just think about how that conversation looks like on a human level of her really having this conversation with like the showrunners of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will bring this woman on to help my return and destroy her and her relationship on screen. It's like, it's very vindictive. It's even more when you really break it down and think about if that was the conversation that was had. I mean, that's like pretty nasty, like even nastier. Like when you pull, you know, the curtain back, it's like, it's well, yeah, you know they had the conversation that you really even and... realize, you know, like that like, this so, all that calculated, like that's pretty gross. I can see Tamara sitting down and then being like, she's like, well, Heather Mean and Ryan, and if she doesn't want to talk about this season, like I'm gonna bring it out, and that's right. what I'm back for. And I think it is nasty, but also it is like you're Jennifer's a fucking idiot. No, like, I'm enjoying he, and I'm enjoying it, and I I'm, hope she I'm breaks up with it. it. When he like, was like, 
oh, I'm going to send all these women a dick pic. And she looked at her makeup artist and was like, he's so sweet. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? She's like, oh, son of what a sweetheart. <laughs> like, please be fucking for real, bitch. This man is a whore. He is a slut or a whore. And he will fuck anything with a hole in two legs. Oh, even wait. One leg, even a Viva Drescher. One thing. <laughs> That ain't too late, girl. One thing. That's one and a half. One and a quarter. One thing that I um, did want to mention that I thought was so fucked up, and I can't believe that she didn't push back on it, was when that other Heather lady uh, said. Heather, too. Yeah, Heather, too. When she said, you like this man who you left your husband and your children for. I was like, bitch, she didn't leave her children. Shut the fuck up. Like, like, I can't believe she let that slide. That was an insane statement to make. I mean, I just can't even, this is what she does need to get a backbone because that was a wild thing to say. No one should ever speak on the kids. uh -uh. You you deserve to get slapped in the face. That's when housewives stereotypically lose their shit is when the kids get brought up. And the fact that she did not lose her shit. It's like, Jennifer, come Mm -mm. on. It's because she's defending a man who's guilty. But so that's she's not so wrapped up in focus that she probably didn't even hear the kids thing because she's You're so right. wrapped up in focus on You're defending right. a sleazeball yeah. Yeah. who she thinks is the love of her life. And it's like, girl, this it's just going to get dirtier and dirtier. And I hope to God, if they're smart, they bring that man out at the reunion. I yeah. hope they do. He um, sits they, right next to her. OK, one last thing I want to say, um, talking about Aviva. <laughs> I just was thinking the other day, I don't know why, because I was rewatching and I thought of like a, of like more taglines for her and I had the best, listen, wait, listen to this, listen to this, wait, listen, wait, just because you have two good legs doesn't mean I'm going to let you walk all over me. (laughs) Or or, I may only have one good leg, but I won't let you walk all over me. No, mine was, I like, I have another one. I have another one. (laughs) Yeah, go, go. I can stand on my own two feet, even if one of them is fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Have, you may only have one good leg to stand on, but that doesn't mean you can push me over. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot, but I'm not a pushover. Uh, she needs to come back. She needs to come back just for this reason alone. Let's get into the Real Housewives of Atlanta. They are reminiscing on the Bolo night. Then I hear them say, well, Drew made out with LaToya. Drew, you are that bitch. Come on, Drew. She was like, no, I didn't. And I was like, yes, you did. And I'm like, I absolutely didn't make out with LaToya. I absolutely did not kiss LaToya. Where is that coming from? Well, LaToya said it at the reunion. This is the third time. Oh, well, LaToya told me that Candy told her to say it. I said you cheated on your husband with me. I cheated? Yeah. (laughs) We kissed. We We never kissed, kissed, girl. That was such a bold-faced lie. LaToya apologized to me and Ralph for all the many lies that we told. Girl. So I don't have nothing to lie about. You're not going to make me unsee what I saw. Now y'all know I do not. I'm not. 
Did you see Drew and Lafayette kiss? 80% I did see them kiss. What's the other 20%? I don't know what the hell. Drew got me confused the way she lied. I, I act. I don't know. Drew got me believing her. Have you ever kissed a woman, Drew? I've never kissed a woman. The ladies are still in Portugal. I enjoyed this episode of Atlanta more than I have in recent weeks. I think I was paying attention more. I took more notes. To me, it was just... It was a better episode. I thought there was really hilarious moments. The end was dramatic. You can tell that they know that the audience isn't loving it because them giving us the end of like, stay tuned for the lesbian drama with Drew that leads to her divorce. Cause it's like, they know they're losing us much like the Taylor Swift song. Stop. You're losing me. They're losing us. Can't so really, they needed to keep is. us. It's a bonus track on Midnight. Um, you can only pirate it. It's not. Anyways, fuck it. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> they're, stop. They're losing us. Um, but they're trying to get us back. And I thought that they worked well at trying to get us back with this episode. I thought so, too. I took notes, actually, for the first time ever. Um, I wrote down. Do you want to talk about me being a bad business person, bitch? I wrote down things I liked <laughs> and then things I disliked. I actually had your more, likes. I had more. I had twice as many things I liked. I had four bullets for liked and only two for disliked. I liked the group dinner in the intro where Drew and Sheree kind of made up outside. Um, that was it's kind of nice to see them make up here and there because they fight so much. And Candy opening up about like working so much and having no me time, and even like Marlo being like, "You need to take care of yourself." I I just found that whole conversation to be um, really like sweet. I also liked Drew giving us tea in her confessional about not trusting Ralph right now. I thought like Drew to me seems like someone who hides a lot of things. So it was nice to hear her just be very candid in her confessional. Like I don't trust my husband right now. Um, and it makes me wonder if this was filmed after their divorce and if she's speaking in present tense, but really it's past tense. Um, yeah, and I think I that also... that's plausible, Reed. I think that the confessional yeah, was filmed after... It, yeah, at least Drew's not later. the kind of person that admits when there's problems, and I don't think that if it was actually in the present moment, I don't think she would have said that. Yeah, I think um, her crying over a thousand dollars was my favorite part of the episode, where she was sobbing, and then Kenya being like, "What is a thousand divided by eight? We can each give money." And then Marlo being <laughs> like, "I'll just give the full fucking thousand And she, "It's not about the money; it's about the core." And like, we paid her, and you keep paying people; they keep coming back. And Kenya being like, "You need a better lawyer." <laughs> like, I, why? What's going on here? I also thought it was hilarious at the dinner table when they were talking about supporting each other, and then Sheree had to be shady and be like, "Well, none of y'all have bought." she by Sheree. And then all the girls freaked out and were like, we literally have tried so many times and your goddamn website won't work. And then S Sanya showed her right there at the dinner table <laughs> what was going on with the app and how it wasn't letting her click. And then it cuts to Sheree's confessional and she goes, now these girls acting like they don't know how to navigate a website. Sheree cannot admit wrong ever. You Much don't know like, how to build a website. I see myself in her. No, you, you are Sheree. I'm Sheree. I see, I'm, I see myself in Sheree. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Honestly. Delusional so queen. Delusional queen over here. The last thing I said I really liked was obviously the little reveal at the end. The lesbian accusation. 
That was, I mean, when she said, I've never kissed a girl, and they were all like, Candy was flipping out, like, we saw you kiss her. Like, bitch, we all. Candy? She was like, I don't lie. I don't lie. You're the one thing about me is, I don't she was throwing lie. Them arm up and she was throwing him back down. Like, I knew she was mad. And, <laughs> and, and you know what? Even Marlo was agreeing with Candy. She was like, Candy don't lie. Candy don't lie. That's one yeah. thing. <laughs> they said, bitch, Drew, you're Katy Perry. What are you talking like about? You, you've kissed a girl and you liked it. Yeah. Also, this is further proof that LaToya should have gotten more seasons. She was messy and they're still talking about her seasons later. LaToya was such a good addition to the show. Who is? So I'm only on season 10 and I haven't caught up. So I don't know who LaToya is. LaToya was we'll a friend out. of No, no, no. One, you'll find out. Yeah. For one season. <laughs> it was the whole, the bolo drama. Where if you okay. even yeah. like. It, you can't. You can't explain. They were all, they were all getting lesbian <laughs> with each other during that. Like the, the one soundbite they have from Bolo is when Portia said, one of you bitches is eating me tonight. Like, <laughs> so, okay. So does that mean that, so this is a further proof of what I was saying earlier. Drew doesn't like to reveal things and she obviously feels like this is going to be ammunition that Ralph would use against her in their relationship issue. So she doesn't want Ralph to know that she kissed a girl. They all were getting freaky and they all were naked. And then they all did dirty things during that bolo segment. They, the only... they asked production to turn off the cameras and it was eating pussy. Okay. So the only things I said I didn't like, I hated the Sanya Magneta fake fight because the way they that kept, it was, like, the way it was yeah. presented to us in the teaser last week was that it was real, which is what Bravo editors love to do. Mm-hmm. And when they like sat down and laughed, I was like, God damn it. I wanted that to be a real fight. And then Courtney. She's just not doing anything. I just don't see why she's a friend of. I, I don't think that Courtney's doing well. Oh, see, I love when when Kenya fell and then Courtney was talking to Drew and she was like, you know, karma, karma will get you. Karma, she really is that girl. And you falling yeah. was kind of funny. <laughs> that was really funny. And then, I mean, her Drew was like, are you saying that like she should have fell? And she's like, I'm just saying like, it has a mysterious way of working out. <laughs> I, I, it was a really <laughs> shitty thing to say. And I actually like that Drew kind of like mentioned like that was fucked up. But I also but thought you know, she's going to mention it. I thought it was funny when she was like, mm-hmm. And for the second trip, Kenya's getting rolled off. <laughs> <laughs> Kenya also is just like, uh, she's the Vicky Gumbelson of Atlanta. Like okay. the womp womp. Like, yeah, but we, oh, you did not need to go to the fucking hospital yeah. for that. And asking Candy to come with you was so shady. That was so rude. I can't believe it. That was so mean. Seven hours in a foreign yeah. hospital and not be in like a COVID line where Marla was like, you just, she, what did she say? She was like, she was dragging Candy in that confessional. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Oh, well, she was like, Candy doesn't even know how to be a boss or say that there's a VIP and we need to get her seen because Candy, she's so small. She just blends in. She's so normal. She's regular. She's not worldwide. She blends into the crowd. Howling at that. Also howling at denim on denim violence when Drew walked down. I liked her outfit. I liked Drew's outfit though. I I think it was a way better than Sanya's. Are you kidding me? Oh, Sanya's was a mess. I did love Marlo's little Carrie Bradshaw though moment with the Jador Dior shirt and then the skirt. It was that was hypocritical of her to wear that. But anyway, um, (laughs) I we all agree though that like the first time Kenny got sick, that was fully just to get out of her doing that performance because she knew that she wasn't prepared, right? Oh, we yeah. Okay, yeah. Like I mean, Marlo said it best. I said, "Get well soon, not get well immediately, bitch." (laughs) 
I don't care. I, also I think just, Marlo's so funny. I think Marlo's fucking hilarious. I live for her. Y'all well, know done. this already. Yeah. I think that Kenya's just like, it's further disrespectful. Like the fact that she showed down so late or showed up so late down to the bus. Like always. She just doesn't want to be on this show anymore. Like she, she doesn't she, care. She always she shows not- up late. And then she always gets so angry at anybody when it's like her event and they're like two minutes late. It's so annoying. Like actually the diva behavior is really getting out of control. Like even when she like uh, several episodes ago, but she was like, oh, I don't have Courtney's number in my phone and like, don't give her my number. I'm like, no, I get it. Like you're not like, you're like a, a celebrity kind of like, you're not gonna like, give your number out to people. But like at this point, she is your coworker and you are like filming a TV show with her. So I think you're going to have to give her your phone number, bitch. Like get the yeah, or at least be in a fucking group chat with her. Literally like, shut the fuck up. Like you're so annoying. She's just, I, yeah, I can't, I honestly cannot with her. Um, I will say people talk a lot of shit about Marlo, but like the fact that Marlo was the only one to pull out her cell phone during that post-production fight and got us the whole, all of the footage, just saying. Well, Marlo's a messy bitch, but you know what I thought was funny <laughs> was when she FaceTimed Scott Lee and it just said like on the bottom of the screen, Marlo's date. Cause it's like, this is what I'm saying for like last time. It's like, if this man is not even able to be like labeled on screen as anything more than your date, like he shouldn't be on screen. Like that's this- what Magneta was saying. Like you're letting Literally. him on, like on the screen so early. I want to mention what is doing here though? I don't know. But what is Magneta doing with that hair? It's like a very much like, um, I've said this. It's like, a you know, those like movies where like the mom's son, like the Halle Berry movie where her son got taken and there's, all you know, they're always in like a very like dowdy hair. It's that. And I'm like, Magneta, you're too fabulous for this look. Like some, you've pulled looks. What is going on here? I also just don't know what Magneta is doing other than being up Candy's asshole. It's, I don't want to see her back on my screen anymore. Giving her oh, confessionals no. was the worst that's thing like to her, happen. But that's this like was Candy's- episode. So 11 or 12 and I looked last season was only 20 episodes. Um, so we have to be coming up toward the end. Yeah. I don't, um, I think we're like halfway. I don't know. I don't like to comment on, um, women's hair. Um, when you're a person of color, I know that it's like a whole complicated journey. It's like really, really tough though. I will say I try to not comment on it as much as possible though. Sheree's wigs need to be dragged. But other than that, um, I do feel like it's down better. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, can we talk about the mullet though? I feel like a mullet is like, didn't like about it. We talked about it. (laughs) No, we, 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 I think we're on the same page on that mullet for sure. Um, but I was going to (laughs) say, I do love like every moment like there's always this moment in reality TV whether it be the Kardashians or what where something goes awry with their hair and they're like wait a minute was that my real hair or the weave yeah (laughs) and that happened in this episode where she was like those this hair is burning and it was like literally on fire and she was like my real hair and the the hair cells was like no 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 it's just the oh thank god (laughs) (laughs) I want to end with the um the ending of the episode where they were talking about the drew and how much they believe her and marlo was like oh i believe her like like 80 20 and they're like where's the 20 percent come from she's like i don't know bitch drew such a good liar that she convinced me and now the 20 percent, i'm like is she lying is she did she not kiss her i don't know thank you for bringing that up because that was something i was about to forget and when I saw it, I like was like, mention this. That, I believe her like 80%. <laughs> She's like, where's the other 20 coming from? She's such a good liar. No, the funny thing was, is that she thought it was going to be like a statement. Like she was like, 
I saw that with my own two eyes. I'm 80% sure of it. Like she thought that was making a real stand. Like she was like, I, I know this happened. I'm 80% about it. And they were like, wait, now hold the phone. <laughs> what do you know that it happened? Or you're only 80% sure? Like what's going on? <laughs> I am telling you guys, I love Marlo. I think that we're going on to the right direction with Atlanta. This drew lesbian gay is uh, Atlanta loves a lesbian. Plus Ralph. Line. Plus Ralph and all that shady business. I think that we have, there's, there's story to come and I'm, they, they got me girl as yeah. Jinx, or, um, Ginger Minj said, uh, with that being said, Thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to give you a little bit of a teaser to our Patreon episodes at the end of this episode. We've been working really hard on them. Well, Reed has been working really hard on them. And we've been just content, been content, working. content. Been working hard. You've been working, we've all been working hard on them. So we're going to give you a little teaser. So stay tuned at the end of the episode to listen to little sound bites from the Patreon and just a little, little surprise of what you're going to get. And... Thank you guys so much for listening. You know where to find us about underscore Bravo on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, threads. Is anyone using threads? I deleted the app this week. It gave me too many notifications. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Mo. And it's Reed. And we're going to give you guys a little bit of a teaser of the Patreon episodes that we've been working on. First up, I'm going to give you a little bit of a teaser of the episode that I did with my boyfriend, an ex-Mormon, recapping the season two trip of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Lovely. I love it. Because I'm like, at some point, I kind of think it's camp that he doesn't watch Housewives or Bravo because it's like, I talk to you guys enough about it. I talk to Zach, Reed, Maddie, Annie, like everyone that you love on the podcast, Elvis, like all of them. And I don't need to talk to my boyfriend about it because I've had this very in-depth thought. What if he picks like the wrong phase? Like what if <gasps> that's what you're worried about in this moment? Yeah. What if he starts standing like Not this, Nothing. some like Giselle Bryan breakup over Giselle Bryan. <laughs> like what if he starts standing Robin Dixon? Like that to me is tragic. Well, she does have Dixon in her name. Okay, anyways, let's get into Salt Lake City. So, we started with the trip of season two, which was right after Jen's arrest. It was insane, chaotic. Let's, okay, your first, like, initial thoughts on each Housewives. I'm going to go through them. Okay, Okay. first, Jen Shaw. Okay, Jen Shaw, like, I loved that one. Colson is hilarious. Next up, my episode with my friends, Mikey and G. We talked about season six of Selling Sunset on netflix we played a little fun mini game is it a selling sunset song or is it a real song listen here we're gonna play a game in this next segment um i came up with this game yesterday and it is called is it a real song or is it a selling sunset song so are we allowed to ask where the fake songs came from i'll yeah i'll give you a full disclosure but probably at the end of the game um Because otherwise, I feel like it might spoil it. So, um, but yeah, so I've got like eight tracks here. Certain amount of them are real. A certain amount of them are selling sunset songs that you've heard uh, like this season. Um, Speaking of the tacky music that Mikey was bringing up. So (laughs) without further ado, wait, any questions about how the game works? I'm going to play a clip and then I'll let you both guess and then we'll reveal the answer. Do Do we guess at the same time or do we just guess one at a time? You can guess 
to get and seeing her one after I watched the other. too I watched too much watch what happens live like why no, is that was say. I, I really loved Reed selling sunset episode I love selling sunset this season and I can't wait for next season so I can join in on that next up we have Annie and Maddie our resident ladies of it's about Bravo doing a below deck sailing recap here's a little clip honestly and and let's talk about his sunburn by the way um <laughs> why the fuck if you've been working on a boat for this long can you not learn spf because he looked so ridiculous more and more throughout the season his <laughs> why doesn't he got uglier and grosser <laughs> and his skin got redder and redder and i was just so disappointed. Yes. it's like why isn't your body used to the sun yet like, I'm so why haven't you built up a base <laughs> Right. Like, I don't, it's just a sign of, of what a shitty person that he is, that he can't use like SPF, you know, it's just, you're an adult, you're an adult. And I don't mean to sound, it's probably gonna sound weird, but like when super pale people get super burnt, like it is so ugly. (laughs) Um, uh, look at, you guys can't see me, the listeners, but look at, no, I know. And I've been there and it was when I was like 20 and I was in denial about how pale I was and I looked ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It just oh, looks so. No, the fuck up. <laughs> Literally the first. I'm still like five or six episodes behind on Below Deck Sailing Yacht, but their episode definitely got me like reinvigorated. I'm going to go back and finish and dive into Below Deck Down Under, which I believe Annie and Maddie are going to give us a Patreon episode about soon. Speaking of Maddie, the latest and newest episode on our Patreon came out yesterday. It's about... All-Stars 8, RuPaul's Drag Race, All-Stars 8, me and Maddie talking about all the highlights and, let's be honest, the lowlights of this season of All-Stars. Listen here. Um, All-Stars 8 was obviously panned by critics, by viewers. It has not had the most positive reception. I'm sure we'll get into all of that for all the reasons. However, it was still a generally enjoyable season. I'd say that like there were some episodes that really stood out as funny and entertaining and we got like some internet memes. Like let's talk about some of the moments that were like actually at on like a drag race level of like iconic iconery that they would appear in like a meme folder, you know, like uh, Monica Beverly Hills at the variety show. Not a soaking clock. 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 Is she saying not? And I saw that it's not a soul can clock, um, but we're going to continue. A trans woman. So I I got it now. But when I watched it, I literally thought it was soaking clock. That's what we've got for you guys right now. Thank you so much for supporting our show. When you subscribe to our Patreon, you help us literally keep the lights on it. It's about Bravo. So we appreciate it. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about next. Thanks, guys. Bye.